Our nation is appropriately concerned about the unprecedented rise of COVID. But why not about the unprecedented numbers of adolescent girls identifying as transgender? Hey, welcome to On My Walk, the reading podcast that helps you capture reading's aha moments and apply them to your life and leadership. Recently, Amazon erased the book When Harry Became Sally, Responding to the Transgender Movement by Ryan T. Anderson. Now, I want you to think about that. Amazon, who according to one source lists 32.8 million books, including Hitler's Mein Kampf, not to mention that it offers many pornographic movies through Prime Video, Amazon erased a book that took issue with the transgender movement. Oh, and they just happened to do so the same week the House of Representatives is voting on the Equality Act, a bill that enforces transgender ideology. Why? Well, Carl Truman and Abigail Schreier are helping me understand. If you've been following on my walk, you know that I'm talking about the book, The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self, Cultural Amnesia, Expressive Individualism, and The Road to Sexual Revolution by Carl Truman. And as I noted, the same time I was talking about Truman's book, I would be highlighting Abigail Schreier's work irreversible damage. The reason I'm jumping between the two is that Schreier does a magnificent job of identifying and analyzing the skyrocketing incidences of individuals who are identifying as transgender in our country. Well, Truman, what Truman does is he provides this fascinating look at the deeper reason as to, as to why and how we even got here in the first place. Schreier's book, Irreversible Damage, is still available on Amazon. She hasn't been canceled yet. Her subtitle tells you where she's going. The transgender craze seducing our daughters. And yes, she is not pulling any punches. But neither is this some hysteria-driven analysis. Her book is solid research. And if you're not familiar with Schreier, she's an independent journalist who writes often for the Wall Street Journal. She holds an A.B. from Columbia College, a Bachelor of Philosophy from the University of Oxford, and a Jurious Doctor from Yale Law School. She's no lightweight. So what is this transgender craze? Well, in Chapter 2, which she entitles The Puzzle, Schreier references the 20th century psychiatrist Lionel Penrose, who introduced the term craze, a technical term, not a pejorative term, for a cultural enthusiasm that spreads like a virus. And I want to reiterate, neither Penrose or Schreier uses the word in a pejorative sense. Rather, they point out, and I quote, what distinguishes a craze, what makes it a crowd mental illness, is that during its reign, an abnormal amount of energy is discharged in one direction and that, as a result, matters more vital to the welfare of the group may be neglected. Now, this transgender craze is brought on by gender dysphoria. Let me read you a paragraph from her introduction where she explains what she means by gender dysphoria. Gender dysphoria, formerly known as gender identity disorder, is characterized 
by a severe and persistent discomfort in one's biological sex. It typically begins in early childhood, ages two to four, though it may grow more severe in adolescence. But in most cases, nearly 70% gender dysphoria resolves. Historically, fascinating, historically, it afflicted a tiny sliver of the population, roughly 0.01%, and almost exclusively boys. Before 2012, in fact, there was no scientific literature on girls ages 11 to 21 ever having developed gender dysphoria at all. Okay, that's the end of that paragraph. Now, what Schreier points out is the number of individuals, especially among adolescent females, that have identified as experiencing gender dysphoria. And friends, that number has skyrocketed. Listen to this. In America and across the Western world, adolescents were reporting a sudden spike in gender dysphoria, the medical condition associated with the social designation transgender. Between 2016 and 2017, the number of gender surgeries for natal females in the U.S. quadrupled, with biological women suddenly accounting for, as we have seen, 70% of all gender surgeries. In 2018, the U.K. reported a 4,400% rise over the previous decade in teenage girls seeking gender treatments. In Canada, Sweden, Finland, and the UK, clinicians and gender therapists began reporting a sudden and dramatic shift in the demographics of those presenting with gender dysphoria, from predominantly preschool-aged boys to predominantly adolescent girls. I find it very interesting that in these COVID days, we are full court press with respect to wearing masks in our country. Why? Well, because we recognize a contagion called coronavirus and we want to do all we can to prevent the spread. But here, when it comes to gender dysphoria, we have what Schreier and others will term a transgender contagion that can be equally damaging to young women. And we're not saying, wait a minute, let's look closer here. But rather, many in our society are actually bending over backwards to affirm and champion this shift. Now, one would think that if we saw a similar instance, say of anorexia, you know, this growth in that disorder measured by percentages in the thousands, we'd want to stop and take notice. Wait, wait, something's not right here. And that's what Schreier is doing. She's going to introduce the reader to the work of health researcher Dr. Lisa Littman. Listen to what she has to say. The most recent Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, DSM-5, reports an expected incidence of gender dysphoria at 0.005 to 0.014% for natal males, and a much lower 0.002 to 0.003% for natal females, based on the numbers of those who, a decade ago, sought medical intervention. This is an incidence of fewer than one in 10,000 people. In the last decade, as Dr. Littman began to discover, adolescent gender dysphoria has surged across the West. In the United States, 
the prevalence has increased by over 1,000%. 2% of high school students now identify as transgender. According to a 2017 survey of teens issued by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC. In Britain, the increase is 4,000%, and three-quarters of those referred for gender treatment are girls. Now, I would think such a shift in numbers would generate an incredible amount of intrigue leading to analysis and considerations to alter that shift that is occurring. However, what has happened, as Schreier points out, is that not only are we not questioning it, we're simply affirming it as normal, and then we're canceling anyone, like Ryan T. Anderson in his book, When Harry Became Sally, who differs with this new, quote, cultural norm, close quote. And what Truman provides is a path to understanding how we got to this point in our culture where individual feelings trump law rooted in transcendent reality and how we got to the spot where we cancel what has been deemed normative throughout history. Why are we not pushing back on this craze as abnormal instead of doing what our society appears to be doing and accepting it as normal? Why? Well, the answer is because many young females feel like they're little boys trapped in a girl's body. And Schreier contends and backs it up with some really good research that this feeling is often driven by social media and by YouTube transgender prophets. While Truman, as I've noted, traces more the philosophical and metaphysical shift over the last couple hundred years that has brought us to this moment. You know, it's interesting. In 2016, natal females accounted for 46% of all sex reassignment surgeries in the United States. 2016, that was not long ago. A year later, 2017, that number was no longer 46%. It was now 70%. Now, to me, that would seem cause for concern, if not outright alarm. And yet Amazon? Amazon is canceling a book that would push back on this and the ideological profits that push it. You know, Schreier points out in her book that California enacted a law that requires healthcare workers to use their patients' chosen gender pronouns. That is, it's illegal and you can be fined or imprisoned, whatever the case, if you don't use the pronouns they want. And New York, well, New York has enacted a similar law for employers, for landlords, and for business owners. And then Schreier does this. It's, it's really interesting. She introduces us to a Supreme Court ruling. It's West Virginia State Board of Education versus Barnett, 1943. And in 1943, the Supreme Court upheld students' rights not to salute an American flag. Now, writing for the majority opinion, Justice Robert H. Jackson declared this. If there is any fixed star in our constitutional constellation, it is that no official, high or petty, can prescribe what shall be orthodox in politics, nationalism, 
religion, or other matters of opinion, or force citizens to confess by word or act their faith therein. And I'm like, whoa! When I look at the actions of Amazon, California, New York, social media, and the proposed Equality Act legislation, I say, so much for legal precedent. Lately, I've been captured by two words from the book of Proverbs. The first is Proverbs chapter 22, verse 3, which says, The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. The danger is that our country is increasingly intent on allowing personal opinion, not law rooted in transcendent edict and recognized since the founding of our country, to drive present decisions. That's problematic at least. It's culturally revolutionary at worst. Well, the second verse from Proverbs that's gripping me is Proverbs 28.1, which says, The wicked flee, though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. And friends, when gender dysphoria increases by a thousand percent in the U.S. and four thousand percent in Great Britain, it's safe to contend to Schreier and Truman that we are living in a transgender craze contagion to which we must pay attention and about which we must, bold as a lion, push back against. How do we do that? I would suggest starting by reading the book by Abigail Schreier, Irreversible Damage, The Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters. And the second step I would recommend is reading a post that I put out on my devotional site called Don't Ask the Fish, don'taskthefish.com, called I Appeal to Caesar. And in it, I address the Equality Act and provide some resources that you can consult for taking some steps to address your congressmen and senators. I think you'll find that helpful. And that's my thought on my walk with Abigail Schreier and her book, Irreversible Damage, The Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters. And as always, the question I want to leave you with is this. What will you do with that thought and these words on your walk through life today? <music>